Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The Georgia Bulldogs are back-to-back college football playoff national champions. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. a Stetson Bennett QB1 truther. Dag on it, that boy wins football games. And with me as always is AJ. Jalen Carter is actually bad if you ask Twitter. Marchese. Oh, those are good takes. There's been so many of those takes, Rob. I loved them. Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who won, lost, and got lost in the sauce during the college football natty. Let's Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to KC, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the dogs out. Go dogs, Georgia, baby. Um, Was that the worst college football game you ever watched? I think... Perhaps. It's up there. It was immediately boring. Well, TCU had the one. The, 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 they, they struck back. Like, okay, maybe. And then, no. More on that in a second. Before we get into that, AJ. Before we break down the college football national championship and, and tell people why Quentin Johnson's obviously an undrafted player because mm-hmm. he made one mm-hmm. catch for three yards. And Jalen Carter's numbers weren't good, so he's also undrafted. <laughs> That way, they both fall to the Seahawks and Steelers. There you go. Uh, let's get let's get through some big de- draft declarations. the The deadline is Monday, January sixteenth, five days from when we record right now. So we're we're seeing some big names, but we're also seeing some big names return to school, which is eyebrow raising. Um, but NIL, first, baby, first some of the the uh, big declarations. Oklahoma receiver Marvin Mims, Kansas State receiver Malik Knowles, Ohio State offensive lineman Paris Johnson and Luke Weipler, Georgia interior defensive lineman Jalen Carter, Clemson interior defensive lineman Brian Brzee, Michigan interior defensive lineman Mozzie Smith, Iowa edge rusher Lucas Van Ness, Kansas edge rusher Lonnie Phelps, Michigan edge rusher Mike Morris, 
Georgia corner Keely Ringo, and Michigan corner DJ Turner. I don't want to say Marvin Mims uh, coming out surprised me, but like I, I think if I had to put money on it, I would have ret- I would have like leaned toward him going back to school. But I think his um, as you know. Uh, with Oklahoma being shit, it's almost like he just kind of got lost in the shuffle. And I think as people still had a really solid year, but I think as people like dig back in, I think it's going to be interesting to see where his stock ends up. Again, in a weak receiver mm-hmm. class too, guy who is constantly a big play playmaker at a premier program. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what the numbers are all on average, but uh, I assume on average we have double digit receivers go in the top 100. Uh, who knows if that'll be the case in a weaker class, but maybe, maybe, I mean, if he goes out there and runs a blazing 40, yeah. you never know. No, you don't. Uh, no, I think that's an interesting one. I'm with you there. Paris Johnson, uh, potentially the first left tackle drafted. Going to be a nice little battle, I think, between uh, him, Broderick Jones, and Pierce Skaronsky. Um Carter and Brzee, two potential top 10 picks. Carter, potential top three pick. Yeah. Uh, I thought Lucas Van Ness was the most interesting one of all these guys, though. Like, in terms of, like, let's see where his stock ends up, because he could be a big riser. If yeah. He, he already has been, but yeah, go on. Yeah, like, when I watched him, um, I, I came away thinking, this guy's a lot like Max Crosby. Uh, and I, th- I think he's better than some of the bigger name uh, edge prospects in this class. Just off the top of my head, like, Felix and New Mm-hmm. Inudike, Uzama, Andre Carter at Army, um, Isaiah Foskett, Notre Dame, like maybe especially with like some of these top guys going back to school too. Like if he ends up, I, I know Dame Brugler's been pounding the table for him. Like yeah. if he, I don't think it'd be surprising if he ends up in the top forty. Oh no, I don't think so either. Like right, like oh definitely, yeah. I I wouldn't be shocked at all. Like I wouldn't be shocked if he's like uh in the twenties. Um, Again, I haven't really dug in too much on him, and um, he's good. He's good, but <laughs> it's still like a long process too. But no, I, I totally agree. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a first round pick. You know which one hurt me the most? Which one, Rob? Lonnie Phelps, not not given just one more year. Yeah. And guess what piece that was? Uh oh. Uh oh. Who's that? Uh oh. Uh oh. The College Football Reference page started talking to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been Lonnie's been my guy. You know mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty like. 2021, I thought he he was not that far off from Dominique Robinson when they were uh, rushing the passer together with Miami of Ohio. Transfers to Kansas, had a very good year, but I thought could have really built some momentum if he went back for his senior year. We'll see what happens, but I really hope he gets drafted because I, I have a draftable on him. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I, hope, I hope for your sake too, buddy. Are all the Michigan players leaving because Jim Harbaugh is going to be the Panthers head coach? You got a you got and the Broncos head coach. You got a big one to announce coming back to Ann Arbor. So the yeah, biggest play one. for Sean Moore. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Jermon Green left too. Oh my god, but he would have been a six year senior. Something. Um, any of these other? De- we'll do a bigger declaration yeah. show, but probably next week. Uh, I was going to say though. So much talent, and I don't know if I'm just recency bias. Is this much talent generally returning to school, or do you like? I know I, I we've both been talking about it to each other throughout the week. Like we think NIL is playing a, a major role, and some of these guys who might be sixty forty on on going pro 
might get that more 50 50 by getting a little nil money um am i reading too much into this or is does it seem like there's more big time talent returning to school than normal yeah i think i think there's some recency bias but i do obviously i 100 percent agree nil is playing a huge factor in it but I do think there's more big time return to school this year than 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 the past couple years, because I think I think the, you know the the last I don't know five years or so of college football and NFL draft, I think he's been trending to more more towards junior. If you have a good year and you're, you know you're you're a five star recruit, blah blah blah, you come out. Um, not that that isn't still the case, but you know back in maybe maybe ten drafts ago, I think that was a little bit more you know like come back for your senior year, blah blah. blah. Um, so I do think of recent, I, I think, it, it, I mean, again, I don't have the fucking, you know, the, the names up in front of me of all the last five drafts, uh, guys returning, but of recent, it seems like, it seems like more. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think the influence is the NIL because if you don't have like a, you know, a day one or day two grade from the, from the draft committee there, um, why not go back to college and get a, I don't know, a fucking chip sponsorship and well, why not? And I think the biggest the biggest thing to me is with all this returning talent, like Jared Verse going back to Florida State. That's a guy who the biggest shocker. I feel like who I I honestly believe might have end up in the top ten because I think he would have tested off the charts. Yeah, I think he was going to be a top fifteen pick, making that jump from Albany to Florida State had a dominant year. You watch the tape. He he's he's like right up there to me with that kind of second tier of edge rushers after Will Anderson, like. It's Ty- Tyree Wilson, it's him, it's Miles Murphy, it's mm-hmm. it's maybe if you're a BJ Ojolari stand like me. Um so that one blew my mind. And then your guy Blake Corum, part of that is his position. In- a position and injury. And I it sounds like the injury's the reason he returned, right? Torn yeah. meniscus, wasn't gonna be able to participate in the combine, had a phenomenal year at Michigan. And now I I'm I'm sitting here thinking, is Michigan gonna have Two of the top five running backs in the twenty twenty four NFL draft between him and Donovan Edwards. Who I, Edwards was incredible this year. Yeah, I think Edwards is going to go higher than Corum. Um, I do too, but at the same time, like Corum was going to be, uh, he was he was the number two back in this class for a lot of people after Bijan Robinson, right? Like he might not have ended up there because of the injury. Yeah, but but you watch the tape and, and you, you're going to have a hard time not having him as a top five back in this class. It's a very good class. A lot like D'Angelo Williams uh, playing style was, and I I don't know that one just really shook me because I thought he he was a top one hundred lock, but maybe maybe he wants more. Yeah, he's gonna be a, he's I think he's twenty four by the time he gets drafted now, which is a little. Are you serious? Yeah, I think so. I, I did think not realize. I that. Think so. I think so. Uh, which is a little, but I mean, I mean, at large though, when you're looking at running backs, does does the draft age really matter anymore? Because you're only getting one contract anyways, right? So All right, that's a good point. Why not get an extra year of uh, NIL money at a big time school instead of getting a little dinky one year contract that you know maybe you don't get a maybe we'll see if this this trend continue for running backs when they could be the big man on campus and you know making good, like, good NIL money if they're not to, in that like Bijan Robinson yeah tier yeah because why why you know it's I know it's not the same as NFL money but it's it's. It's not too far off of a you know a third round pick, right? Potentially. Yeah, I mean, if if it's at Michigan, right? Like if mm-hmm. it's at one of these schools with insane uh, booster money. Um, just anyone else? Like Cooper Beebe going back surprised me too. Yeah, like me too. State. Yeah. The the Clemson interior D line duo of Rook and, and Tyler Davis 
which is incredible for for the Tigers. Um, incredible for for Jim Nagy because this Senior Bowl roster actually be a loaded baby. He had them both this year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, Layden Robinson at Texas A&M, which was I thought st- was a really smart one, though. Uh, probably, yeah, because you know this A&M team just stunk, and they can't be this bad next year. But and yeah. I think he he's a guy who could have been the top interior offensive lineman, like was viewed as maybe the top interior he offensive was. lineman prior to the season. Yeah. Uh, didn't have the best year, but like a build on that. I Plus, mean, gets lost in the shuffle at at, at Tamu there, right? Cade Stover back to the Buckeyes is a big one. Um, they're going to have all the playmakers they need. Uh, just need to find a quarterback. And, of course, South Carolina getting Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells back. Maybe. I think I think Rattler – I think both of them going back is, is pretty wise for them too. Yeah, no, de- definitely. I think Juice Wells is going to be one of the um, – maybe one of the top uh, upperclassmen receivers next year. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Rattler, like, the only thing I think would have maybe helped is, like, you know, we had a, a good run at the end, and it's a bad quarterback class. But, yeah, but, but I mean, you it, it, I don't know. You'd be – like, Stetson Bennett was going to go ahead of him in the draft, so. Got and he's got – the Spurs up money is going to be rolling in for him, too, so. Uh, you're going to get sued. Um, Friend of the oh, show, also, what are you talking about? Also, speaking of uh, – Jordan Birch transferring from mm-hmm. South Carolina to Oregon, and Brandon Dorless going back to Oregon. Pretty sweet 2024 defensive line combo there. Yeah, that's nasty. Uh, Dan Lanning back in his bag, baby. Yeah, baby. Uh, moving on to the Senior Bowl, where uh, Jim Nagy had his moment of fame, where he did the uh, Senior Bowl announcement show. I still don't know how it was to be viewed. There was... There was links to podcasts. There was links to NFL.com. It wasn't playing on NFL Network when I tried to watch it. But they announced the roster. It didn't seem any different than the day before. I heard um, he, he did it live from the backstage of a Fitz and the Tantrums concert, though. <laughs> They're not even playing uh, the Senior Bowl, are they? Isn't that who he got this year? No, I thought he. Uh, th- they just played the like Peach Bowl or something. Oh yeah, they're playing everything right now. They they were New Year's Rock and Eve. Listen, listen to more on our Fits in the Tantrums pod. Um, but hey, for now it looks like the Senior Bowl roster is set. They've only got five quarterbacks. Apparently, they're waiting on Will Levis. But I refuse to accept that Jim Nagy didn't offer Stetson Bennett a spot. Oh, there's zero chance he didn't. Right, but apparently, so they've got five quarterbacks right now. I think we've seen them have up to what, like seven? I think so. Yeah, you literally, oh, we had to bring seven guys this year. There's no way Stetson Bennett isn't one of them. I don't think Will Levis will end up going. I, I think it was uh, old Matty Miller today pounding the table for him. It should be there. Like he, he's saying, he should show up. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't think so either. Like when you're gonna look damn good at your pro day. Why fuck around? Just, just and, go and, be a top ten pick. Who cares? And uh, I just, yeah, I, I, I mean, if Stetson isn't there, that just seems like Nagy's lost his. He's lost. Yeah, he's lost it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was one more actual Senior Bowl acceptance. It was Ivan Pace Jr., the linebacker from Cincinnati. They pushed him from the East West Shrine. Good one. Good one for the Nags. It's gonna be fun to see him in coverage on running backs. That's a big test for him. 
But we'll obviously do our big Senior Bowl preview show. But because the uh, the roster was technically officially announced, but it says uh, there's going to be more additions. By the way, like right well, in. Well, there has there has to be. <laughs> Why does he do the show if there's going to be more additions? We'll I, just do it later. Oh yeah, abs- I mean, look and, like and put on the, and put on primetime television because we'd be tuning in, or, or at least do it after the declaration when you got like the COVID year impacting some of this. Yeah, I don't. You know, understand. yeah. Anyway, AJ, stop shitting on it. Sorry. This is this is where our, our bread gets buttered. buttered. Hey, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I knew which one you're trying to pull. Go. Okay. Which offensive player on the current <laughs> Senior Bowl roster are, are you most excited to see right now? Again, you don't have to go into that much detail. We'll save it for the big show. But. Well, look, I, I, I don't know how many times I've said this before, but the Senior Bowl is for French play. So we gotta yeah. we got to start there. You know what? There's a lot. There's a lot of good offensive linemen. Yep. Quickly, maybe I'm very interested to see how John Michael Schmitz. I've seen a lot of hype. I'm not sure if I'm there, so I want to see how he holds up. But I think overall, coming up from uh, the oh the stings, the the loss in the FCS championship game, I want to mm-hmm. see Cody Mock come out and be a star. Our guy. Yeah, I think he's. I'm not saying he hasn't risen big time already, but still a little hush hush, nibble nibble. I think Cody Mock's going to come out and um like solidify himself as a top uh. I, I, at worst, like a top like sixty guy. He fits the mold of the classic uh, yearly non FBS offensive lineman who blows up. Yeah, uh, both because he he's got that gritty look to him, and <laughs> yeah. because he plays really well. I'm with you. the The offensive line group looks really good on paper. It does. It uh, does. Assuming it holds, like I was watching Dewan Jones tape last night. I'm not so certain he won't end up in the first round after a strong week at the Senior Bowl. The Buckeyes right tackle. Um, he improved so much this year. The the guy who I I think is a bit of a sleeper who I'll, I'll, I'll mention North Carolina left tackle of Seam Richards. I was watching him last night and I I had watched nothing and man he put on a a, a show against uh, Isaiah Foskey. That's that's good. I haven't I haven't seen much on him either. So but you know you know Nagy knows what he's doing. Um, just shout out one more FCS guy. Our guy Curtis McLennan coming up from uh the, the mocks baby mock up. Um, the, the, the big old guard, I want to see him, um, see how he holds up and I think he's going to look pretty good too. I, I, I don't think he's going to be, you know, the type of riser that I expect mock to be, but I think he can definitely, uh, make himself some bucks down in mobile. Okay. If you throw one more, I throw one more. Evan Hull, Northwestern. Guy. King. That's my guy. I think he's going to be the best combo of, uh, pass catching, pass protection, that's actually not true because Rashawn Johnson's there. But, hey, I think Evan Hull's going to be a New England Patriot. They're just going to keep drafting running backs. Defensive players. Mm-hmm. Which which guy are you most excited about? Sorry, I got I to gotta scroll down. But, like, we got you know what? I, I'm going to lie. I don't have to scroll down. It's the first guy in alphabetical order. Um, after that Ohio State domination game from Adam to Adio Adeboare, Northwestern, I think I want to see I want to I want to see him kick some ass down in Mobile. I, another guy, Freaksless Dude. Um, a flash big time against you just said my potentially two for I know he doesn't match up against tackles but potentially two first round tackles uh, people some people love Luke Whipler I'm not sure where I am on him yet um, and he, he kicked ass he dominated he, he had uh, Northwestern in that game for a long time um, and still you know a bit of a sleepery name so I want to see him come out and uh, against a really good offensive line group like we just said uh, put on a show I think he's got a good chance uh, obviously, like Tyree Wilson's the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Feels like cheating to say him. Tiaki uh, Aika's up there, too. But Alabama's Byron Young. I'm still waiting yeah. for the, that kind of late first-round buzz to come. I'm all in on him. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Great combo uh, of uh, 
powerful punch and and quickness for an interior defensive lineman. That's a guy I'm really excited about. And I just really like this defensive back group, specifically the Illinois boys. That's, I mean, look, Demi Witherspoon. I mean, I think he's got a chance to be a first round pick. That's I. I think Sidney Brown uh, mm-hmm. is low key. Like I know his brother Chase has all the hype, but Sidney Brown's getting drafted before Chase Brown. What? I think you might be right. Yeah, I mean, again, we're gonna pound the the table for the London Ontario duo. I mean, so also like all the safeties, like Jordan Battle, Jair Brown, Sidney Brown, Demarco Hellams, Jamie Robinson, JL Skinner. Christopher Smith. That's, that's seven safeties who could go in the top 100. Now, and like also, I think Jay Ward, who's more of a nickel, is a super underrated prospect. Let me let me be the the wet blanket here and say maybe the reason Nagy does this show early is because this roster is not going to look as good come the first week of February. It'll look better. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, He'll get Brian Branch eligible for it. Mm-hmm. That's like a, that's a hell of a of a safety group. It's that's such a, a good safety group. Like that, like on paper, I think that's the best one I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> that's that is that why you don't believe it? No, but hey, how about my guy Julius Brandt showing up? Gonna gonna that's a, not a very good receiver group. So these DBs got a chance to shine, man. Yeah, for real. Uh, some height or size, I should say, with these uh, corners between him and uh, Terry Stevenson. Um, but yeah, okay. We can throw out many, many names, but we'll, we'll save. We'll well, save yeah, it. we'll save it. We'll save it. Nothing new on the East West Shrine game uh, radar for now. They're just having players poached. Uh, Zay Flowers is still going though. I love that. I love that. I mean, I think he commits it just like he did to Boston College. He's got to commit, and he's, he's going to be there. No problem. That, I'm, hey, you gotta you gotta hand it to Galco. I think the receiver group is more interesting. Oh, it is better. Like. Like the, you know, like the, truly the most excited I am of this whole receiver group at the Senior Bowl to see is the Princeton guy, Andre uh, Io's V. Big I, big Andre I, big Andre I. That's literally you know, what I'm you, most excited to see. You know what I think is interesting? Apparently, Elijah Higgins can play some tight end. That's that makes a lot of sense, and that could that could be some nice money for for Higgins. I'm I'm most excited for Rasheed Rice, but um, I mean, you look at the uh, East West Shrine receivers, Zay. Uh, obviously, the big one. Jalen Cropper's a really interesting player. Mm-hmm. So is his teammate, Nico Remigio. That's your boy. Yep. Um, uh, I like Dallas Daniels from uh, Jackson State. In uh, in A.T. Perry's there. Yeah. Jake Bobo. Bryce Ford Wheaton. It's all our guys. Studs. Uh, big, big receivers, too. They all the big boys. Yeah. I love it. Galco's a size queen. <laughs> College Football National Championship. Georgia 65. TCU 7. Yep. Yes, AJ. To answer your question off the top of the show, this is the worst game I've ever seen. What a so I'm a I'm a loser, and I had this game on three different screens, getting all 22, the the Skycam view and the main broadcast, and I was ready to turn all three screens off very quick. It was uh, very disappointing. The the moment I I feel like you knew that like obviously all your TCU's had these been the cardiac. Uh, toads they've come mm-hmm. back in a bunch of games they're a second half team blah 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 blah. but it felt like when it was 17-7 they were on Georgia Georgia's 46 and they punted on 4th yeah. and 6 it felt like that was the white flag like the like I get why you didn't go for it because you go for it you don't get it Georgia goes up 24-7 but guess what Georgia went up 24-7 anyway Georgia went up 65-7 in the end <laughs> Like I feel like that they they that was when it was just the nail in the coffin, punting. Um, they didn't seem I don't know aggressive enough. 
it just felt like they were outmatched the whole game and they didn't play an aggressive enough game to kind of steal some possessions. Tell me if I'm wrong, but it felt like, you know, the break between the loss in the Big 12 championship game and the, and the semifinal against Michigan, that build up to that game, you know, Michigan might have put some, you know, uh, a built, um, you know, material up on their wall, shit talking a little bit. That felt like their their Super Bowl, and they came up and they they shut up Michigan yeah. and they kicked ass. And then it felt like they just came out and f- fell flat on their face, and they had no plan this game. Where, you know, like if 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 they were, you know, if they got one hour to prep for this game, they had no chance because they're just they don't have the talent that Georgia does. But giving them, you know, almost a month against Michigan, where. I mean, uh, they lost. They won. Michigan lost, but I think you can say Michigan's a more talented team. Uh, you know, give them all that hype. I think that was the difference. Where like, because like this whole game, I'm like, how did Michigan lose to this team? And I think they just wanted it more. And then this game, Georgia, you know, oh, they're, they're who was it? Um, uh, Nolan Smith was like, they said we're gonna go seven and six. Kirby, Kirby seven them, and five. Seven and five. Yeah, sorry. Kirby had him so fired up. Uh, to go to go and prove the world wrong, like the the game to lose was a, was the Ohio State game. Period. And once that happened, uh, it wasn't happening this week. TCU had a perfect game plan for the Michigan game. Absolutely, Michigan they, also played right into their fucking hands too, like dum dums. Yeah. And it, in that Michigan game, we talked about it last week, uh, or yeah, last week mm-hmm. when we were going through the prospects. All the T- all of TCU's best prospects had dominant performances against Michigan. Like Dylan Horton was unblockable. Quinn Who? Johnson had 163 yards. Like D. Winters had the pick six. Travis Hodges, Thomason, yeah, he had some uh, some PIs, yes. but also made plays in coverage throughout the game. Um, and, and, and just to add, like Kendry Miller, healthy or not, like if Kendry Miller was 100 percent in this game, they they wouldn't have, it, they wouldn't have it changed wouldn't have made a difference. They, no, right? Like um, maybe they get a field goal. Yeah, and then it's just the SEC size. the The five stars add up eventually. Like Absolutely. five stars, ma- stars matter. Uh, but I mean, hey, look to, to go one. Sorry, Rob, to go one play, right? D. Winters, you know, was going out and ruining Donovan Edwards. That's a that's a five star. Ruining J.J. McCarthy. That's a five star. He also had a clear shot on Stetson Bennett. It was a no star. And at that one play where Bennett just dipped him and ran oh, for a thir- first on go. third and ten. I'm just saying this was Georgia's. This was just Georgia's game. Like it, it wouldn't have mattered. I don't think. I think if it was, if they played Ohio State no, again, right. I think I think Georgia would have won by not like that, but they would have won by three touchdowns. It was just their night too, and it was not the Frogs' night. It was a well, perfect that, storm that, of I shit. I think to be to beat Georgia, you have to you you have to have a perfect game. It feels like yeah. You you have to have one perfect game plan. You have to be aggressive, like more aggressive yeah. than normal. And I think Ryan Day and the Buckeyes did all of that. Absolutely, and, temp- and tempo they... and keeping that defense on the field, like they did a great job. And, and it fell it's... short. Yeah, and, and hey, even throwing some surprises at them with this use of CJ Stroud's legs, and it yeah. just it didn't it didn't end up happening because obviously they missed the game winning kick. But I mean, the big I think the biggest moment of that game was Kirby calling the timeout on the fake punt. And yep. T. I mean. Uh, 65-7, AJ. 65 I, Like, I'm not trying to d- diminish the talent gulf. I know a lot of people, you know, it's just like, oh, this is SEC talent, blah, blah, blah. Look at the size, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's that's doing a bit of a disservice to TCU. I, well, I, I just think that this game came down to TCU just wasn't ready. Like, they they, they didn't they didn't want to lay charge it did. Like, I, I think that's really – not not to say on a neutral field both 100% fired up. I think Georgia still wins, but – I. Like like we just said, there's a lot of talent on TCU. Is their experienced team? I 
I, I don't know. I, I think I think maybe they're making it out to be too much because like we've seen this, this Georgia team struggle in Mizzou this year. I don't think this, the Georgia SEC team talent AJ. Exactly. They didn't play that tough of a schedule. Like I, Georgia is a, the best team oh, in college football. AJ. Georgia's the best if, team in if, college if, football. If, if you think they didn't play a tough schedule this year, wait until you see next year. I did. Schedule. I this did. Team's see going it. undefeated. The hundred percent. It doesn't I'm, matter who's quarterback. No, you tell me if I'm right or wrong. Georgia is the best team in college football. They're not as good as they were last year. Oh no, last year's team beats them. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Stetson yeah. was better this year, but other than but, that, but, I mean, the the, the th- last year's team. You still have Brock Bowers. You still have Darnell Washington. You also have. Uh, on top of Kenny McIntosh, Samir White, James Cook, who had a great rookie season, mm-hmm. Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, who were the best two rookie interior defensive linemen this Nicobe year. Dean, like... N- N- Nicobe Dean. Dean. Quay Walker, who I know his NFL rookie season ended poorly, but he was, I think, arguably the best off-ball linebacker I among rookies this year. I think year. he was, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the only downside for last year's Georgia is they got, they got Darian Kendrick. That hurt him. <laughs> That's true. Project <laughs> Jones wasn't starting, and he was yeah. actually better than their tackles. Um Speaking of Broderick Jones. Yeah, getting the nitty-gritty. I think that's where we start, Rob. Broderick Jones had a dominant game for the Bulldogs. Uh, you could see why throughout this game he is potentially the first tackle off the board this year. The athletic gifts are really impressive. Uh, the consistency in which he pancakes people Man. is hilarious. Yeah. I, you I tweeted sh- out a couple of them. I think really, I just started watching him because <laughs> there was nothing much else to watch when uh, you know George was on the field um, because – like, because I said earlier, who Dylan Horton no show. Winters had his had a couple decent plays, but struggled. But anyways, Broderick Jones, man, just like how well they get him out on the move and put him in the spot to make those crazy, you know, monstrous pancakes, you know, fucking way outside, and and his ability to get there, obviously, the athleticism is freaky. Now, I'm not saying he's he's the same caliber of prospect as Iki Aquanu, but that's who I was thinking yeah. of on some of these plays because. Just the ability to move in space, the physicality, uh, the blowing, just blowing dudes up. It was a hell of a um, lot. It was a fun miss for me. I didn't like him coming into the season that much, and uh, even in pass protection, he's he looked great. I thought in the in this game, but just the way him getting out on the move was was he even had the, the Stetson touchdown run where he just he was out in front and didn't have to block anybody. Like you know that's that's not gonna be your night when when he had two lead blockers on a Stetson Bennett touchdown run and they didn't have to touch anyone. Anyways, yeah, he he played an incredible game. He did. Um, uh, the the TC like Dylan Dylan Horton really quiet game. Just mm-hmm. not a lot going on as a pass for the pass rush. Um, D winners struggling coverage. Yeah, throughout the game, just a couple solved run stops, but struggling coverage. Uh, Hodges Tomlinson, I thought, I thought had his struggles too. Yeah, and, and like Georgia wasn't really using their wide receivers. It was just like Brock Bowers' time, um, <laughs> which which was very wise. Yeah, yes, very smart. Uh, and the Georgia um, Georgia's defense, it was just like I don't know. They just sold out to stop Quentin Johnston. Yeah, and it, and that that that's all they had to do. Quentin Johnston three targets. One catch, three yards. It was like a uh, caught like right around the line of scrimmage. Max Duggan missed him once on that deep play. Down, what was it like a, a post down the seam or whatever? Yeah. Just totally missed him through the to pick. Javon Bullard for the pick. Bullard had um, an awesome game, by the way. It was Keely Ringo played a good game. Uh, I know they kind of had that. The one play TCU made was on that kind of. I think it was Bullard and Ringo, 
both followed Johnston yeah. uh, out of the slot on that switch release. And uh, Darius Davis picked up the big gain. But other than that, like, and that was TCU's one scoring drive. And other than that, it was just nothing going on. I... Keely Ringo had a nice bounce back game. This is a good matchup for him. Like, Quinton Johnson is more of that big straight line playmaker. And Ringo has the size and the speed to match that uh, and carry that downfield rather than kind of get lost against a better route runner change of direction. And play. credit to Ringo. We we both said uh, Quinn Johnson's going to go out and smoke his ass, and, and he, he very much did not. I mean, again, Johnson should have had a huge – probably would have scored. And Yeah, like his stat line I, – one, I can't believe they didn't get more targets. Like – this, they this did guy does such so... a bad job of getting involved. Because, like, I get, like, okay, Max Duggan's not going to hit him. Like, Max Duggan's have a bad game. He's not hitting him on those 15-plus yard routes that, that we see Johnson eat people up with. But we also see what he can do after the catch, both on screens, drags. Like, just get him the ball in space, and they just didn't do a good job of that. Yeah, well, I think, was it the second snap of the game that he had his catch on? Or first series, at least. And it was, you know, just a quick little screen. And then it's like, oh, George is too fast, maybe. And then they just went away from it, like... Because he got eaten up, sure. It was it was poorly blocked. And, like, you know, not to give Sunny Dice credit, but I think they figured out quickly that they just weren't going to be able to block these uh, Georgia boys out on the edge with their receivers. Yeah. And I, I think I think after Broderick Jones, I think the second star for Georgia was Christopher Smith. Yep, who came down. Uh, my favorite player run in the alley. Yeah, man. They, ran that, they ran that, what was it, a jet sweep to Darius Davis. Yep. And Christopher Smith comes flying down, forces the fumble. Georgia recovers. I thought the change of direction, like he came flying down, like you said, but then, you know, he kind of didn't have quite the angle on Davis, but then mm-hmm. to, to change the direction and match Davis's speed outside, Davis is a legit speedster and then make the tackle for some, that was a hell of a, hell of a he's, play. He's one of my favorite players in this class. He, like you see, like no one runs the alley in this class like him, except for maybe JL Skinner, who is five inches taller and <laughs> yeah. 30 pounds heavier. Uh, like, Christopher Smith just smashes dudes. He looks like he's, he's gonna play for a decade, man. Like, such a high IQ in coverage, like really great instincts. Yeah. Um. He and, and you mentioned kind of the change of direction, the quickness. The only thing working against him is he's like five ten, one eighty five, mm-hmm. and I just wonder where he ends up. But I, I'm gonna be pounding the table for him as a top one hundred player. Oh yeah, I think I if you if so you let him slide into day three, someone's gonna get a steal. I, I, you know who? You know who I was thinking of a little bit, like. It's it's slightly different, but I feel the way I feel about him is kind of how I felt about Alonde Taylor last year, and uh, who that worked out well. That is very different, but yeah, I, I can get that. I can get that. Why is that very different? I don't know. Just different guys. Different guys. Oh I yeah, it. I just mean feisty, smart, mm-hmm. physical, playing kind of nickel, playing safety. Always in the uh, right obviously spot. Obviously, Alonde Taylor's playing corner now on the yeah. outside for the Saints, but. Um, yeah, Christopher Smith had a really good game. Our freshman to watch is Michael Williams. We've yeah. seen him make some big plays in both playoff games. Uh, he looks like the next uh, Georgia stud, yeah, potentially. The number four recruit in the class. Guy has an NFL body. He, well, he's the one guy who... he, he He's the one guy who kind of took Paris Johnson to town on one yeah. play against the Buckeyes. Yeah. And I was like, "That's a grown ass man. Yeah, he's going to be a star." I felt um, like the, the the really the most interesting part of this game was seeing all the next dudes up for Georgia. <laughs> yeah, like Javon Bullard. Obviously, mm-hmm. we mentioned he recovered this fumbles. Christopher Smith uh, forced. He had the interception on the bad throw by Max Duggan. He had the other interception was was more of a good play by him. 
where you just kind of undercut the route. Um, Bear Alexander. Bear Alexander. Two, two sacks. Uh, we've, we've been talking about Malachi Starks all year. Yeah, yeah. And um, Branson Robinson, the running back. I, I think they call him Nick Chubb, and he looks a lot like Nick Chubb. He's like 5'10", 225 is a frosh. Uh, had a couple crazy runs. You know who, who really popped to me? It was Warren Brinson. I know he's not – he's a junior, but he looked very interesting going back. Um, I, like, you know, another just NFL body on the inside there too. Um, and, hey, we haven't mentioned Jalen Carter yet, who was a key part of forcing an interception. Yeah. Anyone who said he no-showed in either of these games is... Okay, ne- last week I can I can get some of the criticisms. Last week was more about him being gassed yeah. than it was like him being non-impactful. Because he had multiple pressures last week. Uh, if, if he said he no-showed in this game, you are, you didn't watch the game or you don't know football, I feel like? like, like he kept just cooking dudes with that fucking swim move of his. Yeah, man. And uh, like fucking that, that, that splitting that double team to, to, to set up the sack for... I think it was... I think it might have been uh, Bear... Um, you know, just yeah, like the, no chance. There's no, ch- and then the next play was the, the the getting pressure on Duggan to throw the pick. Like I thought, like even before those plays, like those are two impactful plays. But like I thought, he looked like Jalen Carter the entire game. Um, yeah, no, he was he was awesome. Always is. He always uh, is. The guy who I th- I thought was interesting is your Stackhouse. Just like quiet guy playing next to him all year. He played a really good game against CCU. He's more of that that. He's obviously not Jordan Davis, but more in that nose tackle mold to Jalen Carter's kind of Devontae Wyatt. Um, I think he he's a guy who uh, like I maybe he'll turn pro, but if he goes back, like he's gonna, I think be one of the most impactful run stuffers in next year's draft class. I mean, I'm sure they'll have multiple first round picks on this defense again next year. That oh week. yeah, but I mean, both linebackers are true sophomores. Yeah, uh, Dumas Johnson and Mondin. Um, who else did I've written down to mention? Darius Davis was kind of the only guy doing anything for TCU. I, I thought he so. had the fumble. Yeah, agreed. But like his speed is interesting. He's one of the best return men in this class. He's going to the Senior Bowl. Um, he's yeah, he was kind of the lone bright spot. Uh, wasn't that like Max Duggan played a bad game? Max Duggan was really bad. I, I think just you know the the the, the draft hype for him, like because I've seen some weird hype for him. Uh, comes from the fact that it's not a good quarterback class, and he's gutsy. He's I, he's he's ta- no like legit. He's just he it's like he's Taysom Hilly. Um, yeah. If you look at the quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl right now, like I think he's the least interesting. It's it's Clayton Toon, it's Jaron Hall, it's Jake Hayner, it's him, it's Tyson. Says yeah, Pajem from Shepard. Uh, like Duggan's Duggan makes a couple throws every once in a while because he's. Physically talented, but I don't know. I don't like, know how you watch this game. And I know it's Georgia. And I know they're outmatched, but and the offensive line was big time outmatched. I don't um, know how you watch this game. And think Max Duggan's worth a fourth round pick, but CJ Stroud's not worth a first round pick. Do people think CJ Stroud's not worth a first round pick? Let me push my narratives. Georgia was supposed to go seven and five. <laughs> um, on the flip side, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk some sets and Bennett. I feel like. Um, yeah, my, my my big my big question for you is. What is Stetson Bennett as a prospect? Because obviously he's now going down as like is he he might be the most decorated player in Georgia. It's like him and Herschel Walker, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> good, but, good company, yeah. But Stetson won two national championships in a row. Was a Heisman finalist. Um, made big plays when it mattered. Absolutely. Ohio State game 
that drive will go down in, in Bulldog lore. Uh, put up numbers the last two years. Like, the guy had 37 touchdowns this year, 30 last year. Has such a great story. Like, he is he going to be the most storied Georgia Bulldog? I mean, I saw people call him the greatest Georgia Bulldog. Like, obviously he's not the best Georgia Bulldog, but the the most important, maybe? I don't know. I I mean, look, it's... <laughs> But if if they had a you know a five star quarterback on this team, like if CJ Stroud was on this team, right? You don't but, think they went to natties? Like no, but but at the same time, like because I I feel like to to be the at least most important Georgia Bulldog of the Kirby Smart era. Let's leave it at that. Let's say that because uh, we didn't see the the that Vince Dooley national championship winning team. Um, <laughs> I feel like what the the criteria is you had to be there for both teams. Yeah. I feel like that's important. Uh which Stetson obviously was. Um you had to put up numbers. He did that. He was a Heisman finalist. Uh he was playing the most important position. Like who else of was who was more important than him the last 2 years? Brock. For, no, you, now we have to remove the NFL draft bias from it. I know. Well, he's like, a quarterback. Like it's not a it's not a, you know. I Brock think Brock, Bauer, Brock Bowers was the best player on that offense the last two years. Yeah. But I think Stetson Bennett might have been more important. I don't know. AJ, I don't there, know. I, I will say I, this is a Stetson Bennett's a sickness. It is. I will say sick. you can't you can't deny that there's a magic to him. And I feel like that's why his pro comp is clearly Brock Purdy. So as a prospect now, you hear Kirby Smart talk about him. Like Stetson Bennett is a is gonna check the IQ box. Uh, he's, going, he's old and wise. Yeah, yeah. He's like twenty five. Uh, he's as old as Lamar, which is insane. Um, he's he plays within himself most of the time. He's accurate. He he moves well. I think that's super important. He's mobile. He's really small. He doesn't have a big arm. Like, is he really? Uh, we're seeing like early like people are going yeah. off early, early day, day three. three. Yeah, no, I I can't buy that. Um, I, now, I, I, hand up. I I haven't dug into the Stetson Bennett tape just because I've I've ignored the fact that he is anything for this long. But like I don't know. I I I don't know. This is gonna be a weird draft. It's a bad um, quarterback class too. So so I saw I saw Bet Online uh, put out the the numbers for like where he's gonna go. I think still undrafted is the favorite. Um, I don't think he's going to go undrafted. He, no, he got, no way. He got Some himself drafted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, especially in this class. Um, especially with draft him in the seventh round just because of who he is. Absolutely. Stepped, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know who? Like, like realistically, his his like who he could become. Very, very similarly, Colt McCoy. I think that's like the realistic outcome for Stetson Bennett. Like this realistic upside outcome. See the thing though with like uh, obviously you're saying that because Cole McCoy is one of the most, best college quarterbacks of the last oh, like since we've been born twenty years. Yeah, um, played in an Addy at Texas. Played obviously he, he got drafted earlier than he should got, have won. The got hurt in, the, but, in an Addy, or else they would have won. Yeah. But has been a. a a very solid to good NFL backup his whole career. Let's say good back. He's been a good backup. His Absolutely, whole career. yeah. You can he's, see found, he's been a good he's, backup. 
he he's spot started. He he's he's been effective. At the same time, like Colt McCoy is much bigger than Stetson Bennett, and Colt McCoy's not that big. No, like Colt McCoy's <laughs> two inches taller and twenty five pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. Like the thing about Stetson, it's less the height, and it's honestly it's funny because it's kind of the same conversation with Bryce Young. Is we just haven't seen sub two hundred pound quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Um, do you think that's going to be a real trend, or do you think it's? I don't know. Sub two hundred pound quarterbacks. Yeah. Like the do you, like me? No, I know. I, I'm just saying. But are they gonna? Is it gonna happen? I I. I don't know. It's you know what? We're gonna learn with Bryce Young and Stetson Bennett. Is a day through? Uh, sorry, is a first round sub two hundred pound quarterback possible? And is a day three sub two hundred pound quarterback possible? I mean, because I think you had to know it's coming when you know the when the NFL isn't as worried about the height and with with the lack of height, it's just gonna come the lack of being able to put on that mass, right? Like, but it's not weird, everyone can like, be the thick I mean, boy Russell Wilson, like. Or, but Kyle, it's Kyler and Russell. They, they both just have different body shapes. But Stetson and Bryce Young have similar body shapes, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it'll be interesting. Um. Because there's gonna be more and more coming out of college football. That that's for sure. What is what would you put the high like? Where do you think the absolute highest Stetson Bennett could get drafted is? The fifth round. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think we've seen goofier picks in that in that round. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes in the fourth round. I, I would. Like it would be totally. I don't know. We've seen like Christian Hackenberg go in the second round. That's what I think of the NFL. Just. Is the NFL? There's still so many old school football guys that are gonna talk themselves into the magic of Stetson Bennett. But and then at the same time, the old school football guys are the ones who don't like the smaller quarterback. Sure, so I, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough time for old school football guys. <laughs> you, okay, you know what? Obviously, Stetson Bennett has had his name tossed around a billion times and very well deserved. I'm not talking prospects, but just in general, I think I feel like Todd Munkin doesn't get enough credit. Tom Munkin play, called a, a fantastic game. As he has for the last 30 games straight. Like, he just didn't need to use the wide receivers to win games. Which he hasn't. I, like, I, like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to discredit anyone on this Georgia football team. But just for how many times, you know, we've said Stetson Bennett in the last five minutes and how many hits on Twitter and how much, you know, adoration he's got and in talk. I've seen very little Tom Munkin talk. And he's done a fantastic job the last two seasons. Absolutely unreal. <sighs> He'd be very, very times. high on my on my list for a head coaching job in college. I'd look at him for, for to come back to the NFL as an OC too. The Jets gonna give him a call, but why would you leave? Maybe, but why would you leave? Right, like unless it's, it's a head got good thing game. going. Exactly. Uh, well, any lasting thoughts on the the Bulldogs of Georgia, the Hypnotoads of Texas Christian, Fort Worth? Um, does Georgia three peat? No, just too much, too much change. I just year. think it's too hard. It is. It yeah. It, it's it's never been done in this era. That's obvious. They'll be back they, in the playoffs, though. I feel like that's like they do return a ton on defense. They've like yeah, yeah. I think they'll be back in the playoffs. They return a ton on defense. Obviously, Stetson's going to be gone. Kenny McIntosh is going to be gone. Darnell Washington's going to be gone, but Brock Bowers will be back. They've got like a trillion running backs. Um, yeah. I guess it all depends. Is Carson Beck or he Brock pretty... Vandegrift? Both, both blue chips. Beck looked pretty good. 
Yeah. Vandergriff's had the hype. Um, yeah, I think I think Branson Robinson's going to be a star next year. Like, there's there's so many guys. Lad McConkey's got is running back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think they'll be in the playoffs. Um, because I mean, Bama's going to have a lot of uh, change too, right? So, and they're already down. Um, like I don't see anyone that's going to dethrone them in the SEC, except for Joe Milton. But we'll save that for the for September, Rob. All right. Well, we made it through another college football regular season, so now it's time to put on our, our work hats and uh, get ready for the, the freaking NFL draft. It's our time of the year, baby. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.